Good morning. We welcome you to our message this morning. We're in the Living on Purpose series. This morning is Courage Under Fire. Our God whom we serve is able. Someone say, He is able. He is able. Before we read our scripture, purpose exists to give your life meaning and significance. Last week we did the cry of purpose. The week before was about the prodigal. Purpose excels in the worst of circumstances. God will cause anything to serve his purpose, and purpose will keep your life in a place of meaning. But often your courage will be under fire. Everyone say courage under fire. But this is what the Lord says in Isaiah 43. But now says the Lord who created you, he who formed you, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you. One translation says, I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Someone give him praise this morning. You could just take that today, but let's pray. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit. It's yours, sir. Speak what you want to say. Speak even in the ears of the listeners of that which I don't say. Bless those listening by podcast across the nation, even some other parts of this world, Lord, but mostly bless those sitting in this room. My brothers and sisters, speak to us. We welcome you, sir. Do what only you can do in Christ's name. And everyone said, amen. In Daniel 3, in the Message Bible, at the close of the chapter of Daniel 3, it says, there has never been a God who can pull off a rescue like this. How many believe that God can pull off a rescue regardless of what you're going through? How many believe that God can pull off a rescue regardless of what you've ever been bound by? How many believe that God can pull off a rescue like no one else than give him a praise this morning? You know, I've been in church, Mama Joyce, for 61 years and nine months. <laughs> And almost 62 years and nine months, I was carried to church in my mama's belly because my daddy was a preacher. And um, all those years, I've seen people go through fiery trials. I remember as a child, Monica, seeing people that went through trials, and there was something different about them. There was some kind of knowing, Psalms 91 calls it the secret place. They were master class Christians, Brother Gerald. They were veteran warriors. As a child, I was looking through the veil darkly, not really understanding why these people were so strong, while they were so full of faith, while they kept just getting back up after they went through something, how they came through a trial and they weren't being burned. If I were to play a theme song for those people this morning and for those in this room, it would be the eye of the tiger. Come on, somebody. Pastor and I loved Rocky Balboa. I mean, we just loved to watch him train and run up those steps in the eye of the tiger. And one time when I first went to a gym, first day I ever did, um, uh, not the squats, but the other thing, lunges. And the eye of the tiger was playing. And the trainer said, I'd slow down, Miss Rhonda. You're about to hurt yourself. And sure enough, the next day I couldn't even walk because I'd never done that. But, you know, it's that soundtrack, that pressure. When I think of people in this room and people that have attended this church in 32 years, 
years, marriages that weathered storms, people that didn't give up on Jesus, people that didn't turn away when their courage was under fire. You are to be celebrated. In fact, just go ahead and give yourself a hand this morning. You see, if we could see behind the scenes or if we could see someday the things surrounding our life, we would fall down in face down amazement before the King of Kings of things that we went through, of fires that asked to have you, of moments that were planned against you, but God stretched his hand out and heaven fought for you. One day, Christ will say, take a look, Barbara, we'll drop pastor's names this morning and see this scene with me, child. I want you to see what was going on while you were going through the fire. There was little miracles and big miracles, but in the end, God will prevail. But until we get to heaven, Keith read, everything won't make sense. But all we know right now, there is one who walks through every trial with us, and he says the trial will not take us out. Can I get an amen? There's a little meme that goes around the first of every year on Facebook, and it's the year, you know, whatever year it is. This year is 2023, and it's a little guy, little cute little guy, and he's saying, I'm just checking with God to make sure I'm not on his strong warrior list this year. Come on, somebody. I'm just checking in. But the truth of the matter is God doesn't give his hardest battles to his toughest soldiers. He creates his toughest soldiers through life's hardest battles. Can I say Amen. You see, if you're here today and you are strong, it's because you stepped up and you went through some things. We forget there is no victory, Jennifer, without a battle. There is no testimony without a test. No miracle without an impossible circumstance. We all want to stay out of the margin of a test or a battle. But God leads us into triumph through every battle, every test, and every impossibility. God has strengthened you for a purpose. Someone say on purpose. And you see these three Hebrew children in Daniel 3 are going to go through an immediate fire. But you never want to go through an immediate fire. There's not a background of times that you've put your trust in the Lord. Can I get an amen? The trial, everyone say the trial, is merely the vehicle that God uses. Doesn't cause it but uses it so that you will be strong in him and his name will be glorified. Jeremiah 29, 11, we all love, but the living Bible says, I know the plans I have for you to give you an expected end. I'm so glad this morning that any trial, trouble, hard place, suffering, whatever I go through, there's a beginning date, but God has marked an ending date and God has already chosen when the trial will be done. None of them live on forever. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. The fire wanted to take you. You know, um, through pressure, Psalms 4 and 1 says, you have enlarged me. Now, I was looking for the video last night, and I couldn't find it, but I did find videos of Easter 2020, and it just kind of funked me up. Anybody with me? When we couldn't meet in here, we shut down only for five weeks. It was the hardest five weeks of our church's life. 
It was tough. Everybody else was like, the church has left the building. The church has gone out into the corridors. And I thought, well, the church has to come in to get strengthened and then go to the corridors. Can I get an amen? And I was looking at some of those pictures and remembering that. And I was thanking God, I don't ever want to get used to watching church on TV. I don't ever want to get used to not being around people that are saying, hallelujah, I know I'm loud during worship. And I'll never change. I'll sing it. I'll shout it. I'm not doing it because of a level of victory I'm doing it because he is faithful he is worthy and when you begin to build a cloud of praise he shows up can I get an amen I was trying to find a video Austin I did on the greenway one day I went to send you a picture and I was I walk a fast walk on the greenway but that day it started I didn't check the weather it's a torrential downpour people were hiding in, in, in bridges and everything underneath and all the runners that passed me by were hiding in nooks and crannies each to their own reason but I stood there being soaked no umbrella ball cap I mean it was pouring and I thought you know what I've got two choices I can stand here and wait hours or I can get back home and get dry so I took off from Tinsley where the where I was underneath that shelter for a moment and I ran all the way to the other side of the greenway I ran past the runners I ran past the walkers I ran past the dogs the, the rabbits and the little hobbits come on somebody I ran past all of them and I realized I didn't think I could run but when pressure was put on me I learned I can run really fast and not just when I'm being chased by a knife or a snake can I get an amen that you can do pressure will show you what you didn't know you could do an easy life of the cabana boys fanning you you're drinking tea I don't want no cabana boys but you might just put that into your dream world okay and you're under palm trees and you're drinking tea and this is the life take me to the beach Jesus well that's a great relaxation but the beach is never going to put pressure on you that's going to cause you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might can I get an amen and through pressure God puts a place on us that we get enlarged in him someone say amen so we're looking at Daniel 3 and the the Hebrews the Israelites had been taken captive just a quick snapshot in case you don't know about it they had been led out of Israel to Babylon a foreign country a foreign land captive chains like chain gang kind of thing stripped of their dignity they're left they're led there into Babylon but what I love about purpose even when you end up in a place you don't want to be that's not the job you want to work that's not the house you want to live in purpose can still excel in the worst of circumstances Daniel and Meshach Abednego and Shadrach still began to walk in purpose I want to ask you today if you were in Babylon would you believe that God is not finished with you today regardless of your circumstances when you get weary you get tired you get overwhelmed can you stand up with a little bit of strength of the Lord and say God is not finished with me yet he has only begun to work in my life somebody give him a shout of praise in this morning but Babylon was a culture a lot like ours Isaiah 47 and 8 says you who are given to pleasure describes Babylon you who have trusted in your own wisdom and knowledge and you have said in your heart I am and there is no one besides me that's a Babylon attitude it's also a geographical place, but it's an attitude. I wonder this morning, has that attitude taken us captive? You see, they lived in a place that was overwhelmed with this mindset, 
but they did not become of it. Jesus even prayed, Father, I pray for those that are coming to serve me in the days to come. He said our names to the Father. He said, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world because they got to live in the world, but I'm praying that you keep them from the evil one because they are not of the world. But Lord, as you sent me, send them into the world. We are sent into the world not to be absorbed by the culture, but to change the culture. Can I get an amen? We are not to be allured by the world's table, which is alluring, captivating, and deadly. You see, nothing is more dangerous than friendly captivity. Friendly captivity. Oh, I got this. I can put this down when I want to. It don't have a hold on me. This anger, this bitterness, this habit, you fill it in. It doesn't have a hold on me. I'll stop watching that when I want to watch that. I'll stop drinking that when I want to stop drinking that. I'll stop going there when I want to stop going there until friendly captivity turns on you and always comes back for a payday. One of the spiritual daughters of this house did a TikTok this week, Annette, and quoted Pastor Hank where he said, sin or addiction will take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. And that is friendly captivity of any sort. God has assigned us to this world and Satan has assigned the world to us. Which one will we influence? Who will be influenced? An influencer, we have the social media influencers who sell things and make money and they try to influence you to buy something because they buy it. But I'm gonna tell you, God has called us into the highest purpose of influencing those around us more than the world does. They may not understand our worship. Through the years, people have come in here and said, wow, wow, that place is on fire. Those people are really worshiping. I don't understand it, but I will tell you this, there's something different about that. I sense something special about that. You see, the enemy does not say, come, friendly captivity. I'll have you in a pit of despair in a little bit of time. Just play with me. Come on, Babylonian or Babylonian attitude says um, it's alluring. You've got a lot of choices. Do it your way, just like Burger King, until it comes back and says, now I claim you as my own. God wants to call us to a life of purpose. We have so many choices. There are 96 ways, last time I checked, for you to have your coffee. Come on, somebody. That is stupid ridiculous. In the old days, we had McDonald's. In the old days when we were driving across the country, Keith, you didn't see a fast food for 150 miles. You prayed to get a bag of peanuts and a Coke at a gas station, Mama Joyce, if you remember. Now we've got something, too many choices. Psychologist Carlene Flores says it's the tyranny of choices. We've got so much we're stressed out about our choices. And Babylon says overindulge yourself. You have so many choices. I mean we only had a few channels. Now one of my friends counted. She has 756 TV channels. Come on, somebody. We have too many choices, and we think, if I get that BMW, I'll be happy. That's what the, the culture says. If I get that certain job, I'm going to be happy when I get that. If I get that house, if I get that person, that culture attitude says, me 
I and me is the most important thing in the world. But Christ says, don't build an image to yourself. Babylon says, build an image. Christ says, we all want a picture that's worthy of Facebook. I mean, nobody says, go find me the ugliest picture of myself you can have and tag me in it and send it to the nations, will you? Nobody does that. But we get obsessed that we don't even know what we really look like anymore. We get obsessed. And sometimes I meet people, I'm like, are you Joanne? Are you, are you Joanne? You know, I'm thinking, you look nothing like Joanne. You're my friend on Facebook and I never met you. It's scary. We need to get an image that's look him in the face worthy, not Instagram worthy, not Facebook worthy. But can I look Christ in the face the way I'm living today and say, Jesus, I want to be more like you. Would you give him a hand clap of praise? Oh, God, help me. Woo got a lot of place to travel we're gonna be it says that sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me words will kill you they will kill you be careful what you speak over people but that's a message for another day what the babylon culture does is change their names so the names that you know of um daniel's name means god is my judge but his name was changed to belshazzar which means Baal, the foreign god will protect the one that you know as Shadrach, Babylon changed his name. Um, his name was Haniah, which means Yahweh is gracious. They changed it to Shadrach, which means inspired by the false god Aku. The one that Mishael, who means what God is, was changed to Meshach, which means belongs to a foreign god. Azariah, whose name was Abednego, um, was changed to Abednego, which means servant. The goal of the enemy in your purpose is to attack your identity by giving you a different name than one that stands in opposition to what God says about you. The goal of the enemy is to give you a different name, one that God does not say. And the names you allow to label that maybe were spoken over you and people in your past, they were said over you. They will cause the script to be lived. I looked at my husband's notes and found this this morning in his handwriting that I can read. Instead of calling ourselves anguish, we are the anointed. Instead of our calling ourselves broken, we are the blessed. Instead of our calling ourselves crushed, we are changed. Instead of calling ourselves disabled, we are dynamic. Instead of calling ourselves empty, we are called empowered. Instead of called frustration, we are fulfilled. Instead of calling grief, we are grateful. Instead of calling ourselves hurt, we are healed. Instead of calling ourselves injured, we are invincible. Instead of calling ourselves judged, we are joyful. Instead of calling ourselves limited, we are limitless. Instead of calling ourselves neglected, we are made new. Instead of calling ourselves oppressed, we are optimistic. Instead of calling ourselves pained, we are called peaceful. Instead of calling our lives ruined, we are restored. Instead of calling our lives traumatized, we are triumphant. Instead of calling ourselves undone, we are uncommon in the Lord. And his last point, instead of being victimized, we are victorious. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the king. Praise you, Jesus. God had some people in the palace who became influencer. Nebuchadnezzar made that big image of gold, as you know, higher than any skyscraper. And he brought all of his royals out. I could read it. Let me tell you, most of you are familiar, but let me get to maybe what you don't see is familiar. And he brought the band out and he brought the magicians out. And he said, every time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and the lyre, and the li not the lyre, but the lyre, that the image that the Nebuchadnezzar set up, you must fall down and worship. Everyone say fall down and worship and if you don't 
you will be thrown in the fiery furnace. I want to ask you something. Why do movies have soundtracks? To intensify the feeling we're supposed to experience while watching the film. Scary films wouldn't be half as frightening if you pulled down the music off. Try it. Skylar could come in our house. We weren't even watching anything scary. Pastor Hank and I would be watching like Jack Bear. She goes, I can't watch me. But she could hear the intensity in the music because she was sensitive to it like her mama. But I'm going to try Next time you see someone walking through the woods in the dark night, turn on because I'm happy. Come along. Can't remember the words because I'm. Try it. Next time someone's chasing someone with a, a chainsaw, turn on. And I say to myself, what a wonderful world. Thank you very much. Beware of the soundtrack the enemy attempts to produce for you to hear. I love music. I love my whole family's a plethora. We can be at a restaurant and somebody be headbanging to something else and someone be Frank Sinatra or someone come off of something else. We love music. But you better be careful because the enemy will try to heighten your fear with a soundtrack. You see, on this day, friendly captivity, the enemy said, I'm with the band. (laughs) It's fun to say, I'm with the band. But the enemy often says, no, I'm with the band. Because he led worship in heaven. He was clothed, and when he moved, the tabrets of his garment had every instrument on it. I love what Jensen, my friend, says when Satan says, you couldn't serve God. I'm going to bring up your past. You say back to him, well, you couldn't serve God when you were in a perfect environment. So what does that say about you? But let me, let me tell you something. It's not the psalmist of peace that the enemy will try to make fear. He'll, be, he'll try to get you to listen to something. One elder told me one time, be careful what you're listening to when you're going through a hard time because you'll never be able to stand that song anymore. Can I get an amen? I mean, if you hear a song from old Body Bow, that Body Bow, you know Body Bow, Body Bow that broke up with you, Calico, <laughs> and Body Bow broke up with you, and every time you hear that song, don't go changing. That you think that's what Body Bow said, but then he just dumped me. Well, you need to dump Billy Joel in that song. I don't care how nice it is. Sometimes a girl's in addiction will say, I dreamed of using last night. I said, that's okay. That's an old soundtrack. We're going to replace it. The enemy comes to replace soundtracks in your life because he knows to appeal to the key senses in your life. He makes you want to do things you don't want to do. I'm going to tell you, if I don't know where this is coming from, but if there's some music that causes you to think things you shouldn't if it calls you to go back I love all kind of music but there's some I will not listen to because it reminds me of when I was in a pit I don't want to hear Leonard Skinner say you're in a pit again Rhonda that wasn't the song I'm making it up I don't want to hear those things oh but I love music you know what sometimes you've got to change the channel it doesn't mean it has to be Christian I love Christian I love all kind of music I have satellite radio I just I love to go down through the 70s but if one of those song hits me reminds me of a bad time in my life I just go delete you're off some of you need to delete the soundtrack of the enemy and say I refuse to keep hearing the music that he's setting come on give Jesus a sound of praise give a sound of praise that's why when we worship it's so powerful and hear the cadence 
of the music, the rhythm. I know I've got rhythm. Everybody does it. I got it from my mama who could play every instrument. But I'm going to tell you right now, the rhythm gets to move. The music gets to move. The songs. And that's why you remember what you sung so much. I learned 50 nifty United States from 13 original colonies. When I was at Mayfield Elementary, I can sing it today. I sang a theme from Jesus Christ Superstar. And I don't know why my mother allowed that. I was nine years old at Mayfield Talent Show. And the teacher made me sing it. I'm not going to sing it for you. You see, what you sing, what you believe, the soundtrack of your life will become who you are. Start bringing a new soundtrack. Start bringing a new record. Start changing the songs that bring you doubt and fear and unbelief. If it led you into a sin with a woman or a man at some time, stop listening to it. There are a million more songs to choose from. Someone give God a hand clap praise and I'll get go of this. So the music played and uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, give them one more chance. And he's filled with rage. He calls them in. They say he, they're not bowing. And he said, okay, well, you know what? Let's give them one more chance. Let's strike up the orchestra one more time. And here are the, the three Hebrew children. Daniel is coming into the scene next week, but he saved them in chapter one with his ability to hear from God and ability to interpret dreams. But now here they're stepping up. There's a time when you have to step up in your own faith. There's a time when you are being set up to step up. There's a time when you say, I've let other people carry this long enough. I am going to step up. I've been set up to take my load, to use my spiritual gift. And the amazing thing is there were little miracles all over the place. The strong soldiers that would throw them into the fire, they would be killed by it. But this is what Nebuchadnezzar says. He was enraged and he says, I'm starting the band up one more time you see the enemy will say let me try that one more time I'm coming again be wary of the enemy coming again because it said in Jesus in the wilderness the enemy left him for another opportune time the enemy will leave some things alone but be careful when he comes back in to play a soundtrack to bring you back he wants you to forget how far you've gone he wants you to forget how far you've come so he will come back in again to try to take you back just a little bit into friendly captivity but I believe we have a church that says I don't want to bow to that kind of stupidity and the wiles of the enemy give Jesus a hand clap of praise and he says to them Josh he says someone will give this one more chance you know I'm gonna I'm gonna start this band one more time then he says then what God will be able to rescue you from my hands you know that is something that we often hear in crisis what God can deliver you. It's, it's amazing. You will never be awakened in the middle of the night with reminders of how people have overcome what you're facing. The enemy will never wake you up to remind you of that. If you're in a recovery house, he will show you everyone that's killed themselves in addiction. If you're going through a disease, he will show you everyone that's died. He will never wake you up because he wants to intimidate you and he wants to say, who can rescue I've taken down all of these. You see, I've got 17,000 ways that I, I worked in other people's lives. And you'll, you'll even get the statistics. It's like the weather, but it's 99% chance that we will not have a tornado shut down. But, oh, God, there's that 1%. You need to tell the devil to take his 1% and go back to hell from which he came. Can I get an amen? Come on, give King Jesus praise because we're focused on him, not the enemy. 
that tactic of intimidation. Fear says, distress says, depression, disappointment. It says, bow down, focus on this, what God is able. And we say back to the Lord, we'll tell you what God is able. The one who painted the sunset and put the stars in place. The one that can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves. If he can do all that, he is Elohim. He is El Elyon. He is Jehovah Elkamna, the jealous God of consuming fire. He is Jehovah Mashes, my refuge, my strong tower, my dwelling place. His name is Jesus and at the name of Jesus that's when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord someone give him a shout of praise and what they said is even if he doesn't answer the way we want to we're not gonna bow we have to come to that because we build images well if God doesn't give me this I'm not gonna serve him so we built an image to this I've built an image that, that, that my life should look like this. The way he wants to use me should look like this. We've all built those images. And so we build it, and then we bow down to that image. We bow down, and we say, kind of like if he doesn't come through, I'm not going to serve him. Or he probably put a time thing on. But what they said, but even if he doesn't. <laughs> Even if we are consumed in the flames, they, ha they had no idea they were going to come out of it. I will not back down. I will stand. You and I must say this morning, I must say, Lord, if this doesn't even look like the way I want it to look. Um, when I'm training young people to preach, I say, or just people, not young people, usually my age are right under me. I say, get out of your mind how it's going to look when you minister. Just be faithful. Just do it and then say, I'm going to keep doing it. I will pray. At the lowest moments of my life when the enemy would say and play that soundtrack and try to overwhelm me and say, don't get back up and do that again. Don't try to help someone again. Pastor Hank was notorious for making me make amends with people that have broken my heart because I just wanted to stiff arm them. I thought a few days ago how long it's been in my life since I've stiff armed anyone that hurt me so deeply. Why what I learned and what he was sharing with me you've got to get back up because what things do we bow down to when we get hurt pity we bow down to unbelief to despair resentment what do we bow down if it doesn't look the way we want I, I would say to God I don't want to help people anymore He'll leave me I don't hate that I'm a nurturer to the core I just love people to beyond what I should sometimes. And the Lord would say, they belong to me and you belong to me. And you cannot back down from loving and helping people. I am a force within you, says the Lord. And the Lord says the same thing to every person in this room. You cannot bow down to bitterness, unbelief, despair, and rejection. But you have to stand and say with the old song, if he chooses not to move in the way I prayed he would I will stand upon his word for he is able give King Jesus a hand clap of praise come on give him a big shout of praise we have to say you know what this trial is what's going to bow down <laughs> it won't be me but this trial is going to bow down Philippians 1 and 12 Paul says now, I want you, brothers and sisters, to know these things, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. 
You see, the trials that we go through, what's going to bow down is the trial. It's not going to be us. If you would come, Josh, I have a little space to move through this, but if you would come on and play behind me. Everyone just lift a hand and say, we praise you, Jesus. Just say, we praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you. Such power in praise. Such power. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4 and 12, I want to give you three scenarios, then I'm going to walk among you. But don't worry about that. 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. But we do. We go through a trial. Trial doesn't mean death, some horrible disease. It just means a hard place. It just means a hard place where it takes a little bit more energy and things you go through that don't look like. That's often what I think a trial is. Maybe things are harder. I've had sometimes when I'm doing things that it's just like ease, and I've had times when it's so hard, I don't even know what to do. So when people tell me, well, if it wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be the will of the Lord. Oh, great. Well, then I've just wasted 61 years and nine months. Come on, somebody. Because everything looks easy until you have to do it. Things are hard and tough, and there's times I have to craft it out, pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Sometimes we still think it's strange. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. But he says, this has happened so that you may participate in the suffering of Christ so his glory may be revealed. So the first scenario when people of God face the fiery trials, we can be delivered from it. Everyone say from it. Woohoo! Isn't that great? Boss says, I need to see you at 3 o'clock. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, God, what are they going to say? Just meet me right now. I can't take it. But then you meet the boss. He's like, we want to give you a raise. Woohoo! You didn't have to go through it. You get a false positive on a test. Someone was in an accident, and you thought they were taken out, but they weren't. The dividend of that is your faith is built. Faith is built. It's like the old Westerns we used to watch, um, people my age, Chris. We used to watch, and, you know, they, they, they would, Pastor uh, Hank was an Indian, so we always had fun with that. But, uh, you know, they would be in the wagons, and they're, they're being overrun by the Indians, and they're coming against them. And all of a sudden you'd hear, and the cavalry would ride in. And they always looked like they just had their clothes pressed and steamed, you know. Not riding through the dirt to get there, come on. And when the cavalry would show up, you're like, oh, thank you, God. I mean, we only had three channels, people. You didn't live this type of life we lived, okay? We didn't have Netflix, Hulu, and all my shita poos. I don't know what all there's out there. Um, we, we just had that. So, I mean, you'd like my sister and I'd be, oh, God. I mean, we were, we were praying over Westerns. We were praying over Bolands. We live in a family that prayed. So, oh, God, oh, God. You know, my dad would come through, oh, roll his eyes at us. And then the Calvary would come. Don't you love it when you get saved from the fire? Give Jesus a praise for that. Come on. Give Jesus a praise for that. It wasn't what you thought it would be. You got saved. You didn't have to go through it. Someone say you didn't have to go through it. Pam, the second scenario is when the people of God face a fiery trial is we can be delivered, be delivered through the fire. Everyone say through the fire. That means we go through it, but we're still delivered. James 1, 3 in the Message Bible says, under pressure, your faith is forced into the open and shines its true colors. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of in the trial, my true colors. Everybody's going to know. No, it's the true colors of your faith that's going to shine. You see, a fiery trial will burn the fake out of you. What does that mean? Oh, I'm, I'm under time, but I can do this. We went to New York City for the first time. I guess the first time I went was um, in my adult life was with uh, Joni and Cindy Murdoch to see a play. And then after that, I went with my husband several times. 
But you'd go back, and back and then before the popo took over, you could hear these people, Gucci, 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 Gucci. Tomics, 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 Tomics. And what they're doing, they're trying to draw you to their fake bags and jewelry. And my friend Cindy Murdoch now was Cindy Price then. But at any rate, she disappears behind a wall. I'm like, oh, my God. They have taken her hostage. I'm going to need Liam Neeson immediately to come save her. And I'm like, Cindy, Cindy, I'm right back here. I'm right back here. And if you don't know Cindy, you have beautiful beauty queen, Mrs. America to the total totality. And she has crawled underneath thing with a, a, a beautiful oriental young man. And she's taking Gucci bags and she is taking jewelry because they're selling them off the main market. The cool thing is I love a good deal. But the funny thing, and Courtney can tell you this, some of those bags we store up in a closet, we went to get them out. They disintegrated right in front of us. I mean, like, how is that possible? I mean, like dust would go flying and handles would come off. They disintegrated, but we would collect purses, and Peggy, you'll love this, and we had some at uh, Queen for a Day one year, and Cheryl, who was at, at Hope House at that time, loved Cheryl. She taught her Wednesday night. She no longer lives in this area, but I gave her, or she got one of my Brightons. That was a real one that Cindy Thomas had bought me, and I'd see her walking around. I mean, I got that Brighton in 2008, and she's still carrying it in like 2015 on her arm. You see, it's not that you're fake. The fire makes our faith genuine. It is no longer ipsy-dipsy. It no longer will disintegrate. A trial brings your faith through like the fire, like Peter says, and then you know your faith is is refined it is real and people see Jesus in you in the fire they see him in your smile they see him in your courage people will often say to people that are hurting you're the strongest person I know I talked to my friend Terry this week who had lost her children on December 25th and we were talking about you know people say to her how are you so humble and full of strength she says because Jesus is in the middle of this fire with me he has never left me I'm not strong I'm not courageous it is the one who is going through the fire with me he is the one somebody give King Jesus a shout of praise hallelujah and I gotta move on the third scenario is people face the trials we're delivered in the fire I'm staying here just for a moment my great grand my granddaddy was the first assistant general overseer of the church of God when he passed at 49 from a terrible disease, even, even before Brother Lowry went to heaven, before Dr. Charles Kahn went to heaven, all these great people would stop me whenever they saw me. You never, I only, I was a year and a half. I got and touched his feet right before he died, but that doesn't really matter in this story. What matters is they said we would go to encourage him. And he would be laying there knowing he was dying. My daddy picked him up in his own arms and rocked my granddaddy as he sang his way into glory. One of the greatest preachers on radio, traveling on horseback, was a man of great faith. I still listen to his sermons. But what he showed people is, I'm just taking off this coat. I am delivered in the fire. I'm going into the heavenlies and my faith will be perfected. Even at the end of our days, should we precede the rapture of the church, I believe that people of faith can say he will deliver me in the midst of this because when death the last enemy comes to call King Jesus comes knocking on the door and takes me into glory somebody give Jesus the praise hallelujah James 1 and 12 said blessed is the one that perseveres underneath the trial or in it they will be given the crown of life so what happened King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet and he said 
after they threw him in, he said, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? I see four men, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. Remember, God didn't put out the fire. He put Jesus in the midst of the fire. It's not about God stopping all the things that look bad. It's about who's in the fire with you. Someone give him praise. And they said, there's not a hair on their head that's singed. Their clothing is not scorched. They don't smell like smoke. Listen, we can go through the fire and not smell like what we've been through. Can I get an amen? You know, smoke is pretty strong when a house burns. We had a fire in 2010, and it was terrible at all they had to do to get the smoke out of there. Eat a thing of fajitas, and you'll smell like it for a day. Can I get an amen? Smoke smells strong. And I love it when you meet someone, and you don't know their story. And someone says, you know what they went through, don't you? know? I don't know what they went through. Well, let me tell you. And you hear what they went through, and you thought, that worshiper, that kind person, that generous person... That wise person, they went through that because they bathed themselves in the presence of the Lord and they came out not smelling like smoke. You don't have to smell like what you've been through. You can say to the King Jesus, this trial will give you glory. Give him one more praise and I'm coming to the end. Come on, give him a shout of praise. But what I love is sometimes the fire burns off of you what you cannot lay down by yourself. They were tied up tight with ropes. This was what was, so, what was so flammable, and it was the only thing that burned. The fire burned it loose off of them. Sometimes in the fire, addictions that we couldn't get rid of, envy that we couldn't get rid of, lack of caring and concern for others, anger, meanness, bitterness, pride, Sometimes a trial will say, you know what? You've done all you can to burn that off. But I'm going to tell you something today. This trial will burn it off. I thank God today because no one willingly wants to go through a hard time, a trial. But I thank God that the hard times of my life burned off the things off of me that I never thought I could lay down. The things that fought me for the kingdom. The things that wrestled me. And we're all losing those things. But I love that's the only thing that called on fire was the change that were binding them up and I thank King Jesus for whatever you go through and I go through that's the only thing that's going to get burnt off of us is the things we could not get rid of ourselves. somebody give him a shout in this place I love that in that fire and I want to come out to you I love that when Jesus was walking with the fire with them I call you by name I summoned you he wasn't saying, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Let's sing the songs of God. No, he didn't call them by those names. He called them by the names they were created to have. The names of Hananiah. Yahweh has been gracious. In the fire, the spirit of the Lord will whisper behind you. Don't let this discourage you. God has been gracious to you in the past, and God will be gracious to you in the future. The God who has given the miracles yesterday will give the miracles today. I believe as he followed behind Michelle, he didn't call him Meshach. He said, who is God? There is no other God. When you're walking through a hard time or an answered, unanswered prayer, a difficulty, a season that just seems harder than others, he's right behind you through the power of his Holy Spirit, and he's 
is inside of you saying, there is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He will be faithful. He has been faithful. He will be faithful. Someone give him a shout of praise in this house. And to Abednego, he wasn't calling him Abednego. Azariah, Yahweh has helped. You see, when you're in the fire in the world, you're in a hard time or just going through life, and the world wants to call you procrastinator, lazy, person that can never finish, long line of bitterness, this or that, or the things that you don't understand. God comes right behind whispering in your ear. You can't physically hear him, but that's his spirit whispering. You are your name is blessed your name is a finisher you will not be bankrupt forever you will not not own your own home forever you will not be in poverty forever don't let the culture nail you down but let the words of life from Genesis to Revelation speak to you that you are who God says you are someone give him a shout of praise in this house hallelujah come on let him hear it this morning when the Son of God, when we're in the fire, there's three with us. We're the fourth man. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and then us. So powerful. And I love King Nebuchadnezzar before I come down there. I love King Nebuchadnezzar. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abendo, come out here. He didn't call the fourth man out, did he? <laughs> and the one that looks like a son of God that just gave them victory. No, he said, you just stay right in there. You see, it comes to the point where the world says, what you have must be so, so powerful. You see, the focus is that we would see Jesus, that people would see Jesus in our trial. This is Kim. She runs Spurs of Hope. She didn't know I was going to do this. No one knows what I'm doing right now. I'm not sure I even know what I'm doing, but here I am. <laughs> no one would know when they met Kim that she lost two, a story to be told another time. We want to tell, she lost two sons to death single mother after a heartbreak divorce years ago when you meet her you would never know that because we see Jesus in the fiery trial mama Joyce has gone through so much in her life most I don't even know her husband went to eternity how many years now three years but mama Joyce I know every church y'all pastored and everywhere you went that people saw Jesus in the midst of trial and we see Jesus in the midst of this trial of walking out a new place. And God is not done with you. The best is yet to come. All that wisdom and all those words, it's going to be in a different type of church here, but also places that God is taking you into. And they're going to see Jesus in the midst of the fiery trial. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I think about Gerald and Miss Peggy here. I know a lot of things that they've gone through. And I've continually and consistently seeing Jesus in your fiery trial. Health crises, crisis that we're believing for the people we're praying for that are connected with you. But consistently, I've seen Jesus in the midst of the fiery trial. And it's made me want to serve him more. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. I think about Austin and, and he came here as a child and lost his father. And I've sat with him through some fiery trials. Some that I cried as hard as he cried. But every time I saw Jesus in the midst of his fiery trial, and it made me want to serve the Lord more. I saw Keith go through a terrible accident. And believe God, we didn't know it was beyond words horrible. We need to revisit that sometime because what he survived. But he kept 
giving Jesus praise. We saw Jesus in his trial, and it made us want to love the Lord more. Linda and Jerry, I've watched them go through all kind of trials, fiery trials. And I have seen their faith being shaken by the loss, by health crisis, by things they've gone through. But every time this church is opened, there's two people I know will be here in every season we've ever gone through. It's Linda and Jerry Chapman here giving their lives, giving their tithes, giving their worship to the most humble and sweet servants. I see Jesus in you in the midst of your fiery trial, and it makes me want to serve him. Somebody give King Jesus a shout of praise. I'm almost done. And Mama Linda had an accident actually on vacation. And for weeks, she was our church mother. She was up there at Life Care. I went and visited her and Pastor Hank as well. We'd sit and have coffee. We'd sit and talk. Not one time did I hear you say, I'm going to turn my back on the Lord. Not one time as you were up there going, a nurse having to go through therapy by others, a nurse having to not even use her leg, and then all the weeks you couldn't even come to church after that. But not once did I hear you. I know you had grumbling complaining because you're human. We all do. But at the midst of that fire, in the midst of that tragedy, you kept giving Jesus glory and you kept saying, I'm here for a purpose. Someone needs me. Someone needs the word. Someone give King Jesus praise. I think about Christy as she has battled cancer. And I have watched King Jesus in her. You want to talk about a joyful, don't even tangle with Christy. You, she's a faith warrior. You talk to her, she's going to preach the kingdom. She's got more word in her than 20 people put together. But I have seen in you Jesus in the midst of the fire. And it's made me love him and trust him and want to serve him. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise in this house. And I could come around to so many of you you Cheryl I've seen Jesus in the midst of trial every one of you Donnie but I've just got to stop would you stand all over this building would you lift your hands to King Jesus Lord we thank you that you are with us before we do anything else we thank you this morning that anything we've ever gone through you can turn it for good Lord some of us need to change the soundtrack some of us need to get a stronger resolve some of us need to ask Lord burn the chain off of me what I cannot lay down Lord let the heat of what I'm going through burn them off of me Lord we thank you that you are in the midst of every situation with us right now Lord move on the hearts and minds of your people speak to them let them locate themselves in this sermon and Lord may they receive from you in Jesus name and everyone said amen amen right where you're standing if you're saying you know Pastor Rhonda I'm, I'm, I'm really facing something that's pretty hard right now. I'm not going to make you come forth. Just right where you are, I want you to lift your hand. I am. So many hands. So many hands. Keep them up. Now, I just need, I need, I need people right now to look around. I need you to go move. Um, move behind them. Everyone that can. Everyone that can. Move behind them, please. Fine. Keep your hands up. Move behind them. Move behind them. Let's make this whole place a prayer place. Move behind them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not standing by someone that's got their hand up to... Hold their hand and pray for these. Come on. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to fill this place with prayer. Let's begin to fill this place with prayer right now and right here. Father, in Jesus' name, our church body comes before you. Go ahead and pray, saints. You go ahead. We come before you.
Lord, as we're laying hands on these who need you to do something, they need something moved. They feel like this hard place, this fire, this trial. Lord, they're not sure that they really see you in it. It just seems hard for some this morning. Lord, would you somehow send them a sign? Would you somehow sing them a song? Lord, would you minister to them that you have got the end of this matter, that this thing will end, it will serve your purpose, that they will not bow to it, but it will bow to you. Lord, for so many in this room that need to change the soundtrack, I felt you reaching so strongly for people this morning. Lord, they need to change not only the music, but the thoughts, the thinking. They need to turn those off, Lord, and take control of their mind and they need to stop let the band of the enemy play the soundtrack that brings discouragement Lord we pray right now Father for victory for everyone going through for everyone facing something too big Lord we pray for your strength to prevail we pray for your hope to prevail we pray Lord God that they would find a comfort this morning that you are with them Lord as we sang this morning we are not alone Lord you are our refuge you are our comfort you are our strength come on just keep praying just another minute for that person thank you Holy Spirit thank you for the strength thank you for the courage thank you Lord God do what only you can do do what only you can do Lord encourage strengthen encourage and strengthen even now even now even now thank you Lord let's sing can we sing I exalt thee let me just sing I exalt thee before we go I exalt thee sing it out I exalt thee we worship you Jesus I exalt thee. We bathe ourselves in your worship, Jesus. Oh, 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 we bless your name, Jesus. I exalt thee. We worship you, King. I exalt thee. more time yes Lord I exalt I exalt thee Jesus I exalt thee Jesus we worship you I exalt issues he plays when Nebuchadnezzar said this is a short point when he said 
because you have trusted that word is from the the Aramaic lexicon root of laver, laver, like what they would wash the priest's hands with. What does that mean? It means when we bathe ourselves in the presence of the Lord, He gets us through whatever we're going through. I can't come away from change the soundtrack. Some of you, I feel the Spirit of the Lord said, you, you stepped out in some areas and, and, and used some of your gifts, but some things happened. But now the Lord is, is pushing you to do that again. Maybe it's to pray for people. Maybe it's to encourage people. But the Lord says that gift is not gone. It's just covered. And the Lord wants to uncover that gift. So King Jesus and every one of us, we want to learn how to bathe ourselves in your presence. What does that mean? It just means to sometimes listen to Christian music, to read the word to change the channel of the soundtrack that says we're discouraged or forgotten or take us back to a past time when we were in the pit, Lord. The enemy wants to take us to friendly captivity, but we want freedom in you, King Jesus. And we want that to be done to your glory. In Christ's name, and everyone said, amen. Give him one more hand for his word, for his word, his power, his strength. Thank you, Jesus.